Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tabanella Podcast, y'all guys. Boy, I about lost it there, didn't I? Was that too loud? I mean, tell me the truth. That a little bit too loud. You had to turn down your radio. What's going on, Tabin? Yeah, I just got real. I got real excited about this this week's episode. This is season four, episode seven. Uh, last week was a hoot of a week with the county fair uh, update. That was so much fun, and we got a lot going on, y'all guys. Uh, firstly, it's Tabin's bag of bacon. I don't know if they have how they have any more left to sell because I've been eating so much of the bacon. You know what it is? That bacon is flavored this season. There's a little chipotle, a little bit of kick, but it's mostly just good flavor. It ain't too hot. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and then at the bottom of that bag of bacon, all them strips that are in there, is four cut up pieces of bacon, like popcorn bacon. It's already ready. Just take a little, t- little nibblets out and eat it. But then there's strips of bacon in there, too. It's the Tabin's bacon bag. It's resealable. If for some crazy reason you can't finish a whole bag in one setting, you ain't gotta. You can reseal that up. And that can go anywhere with you. Uh, you know, all kinds of places that you may want to go. And uh, you can get it at the link in the show notes today. But I'll tell you what I've been doing. Well, let me tell you, first of all, well, you know we launched that watermelon helmet shirt and in here, the, the Tab Dillard Podcast t-shirt recently. Now, the podcast is for your ears, but the shirt is for your torsos. And so that's how that works. And all of them are going to be links, uh, you know, in a bio, and well, in the show notes, as we call them, for, for them things. For the bag of bacon, which is delightful. Folks have been getting their hands on that. That's good for gifts, too. You know, I don't even want to talk about Halloween's yet. We in September's. But, I mean, you start thinking about uh, Christmas times and gift-giving time. The bag of bacon work for that. That seemed to be a good idea. But we ain't even there yet. Now, I mean, if you got, you know, Meemaw's, your Meemaw's birthday party. My Meemaw's birthday's in April. But if your Meemaw's birthday's in September's or something, It'd be good for that, too. Uh, but you can wear them shirts all kinds of places, and you can take that bag of bacon all t- kinds of places. Where can I wear my watermelon helmet t- t- uh, t-shirt, Tavin, or the Tavin Diller podcast shirt? Well, you know about Rickard's Grocery Store? You could wear it in there when you go in town to fetch your sundries. You heading to the barrel races? T-ball games? Uncle Reggie's retirement party? They're supposed to have red velvet cupcakes there, but be careful. He's been known to eat the buttercream frosting off them cups, off them, and he just leave the cupcake. He just liked the frosting. And they'll probably let him get away with that this time since it's his party. All that to say, there's all kind of places for you to wear the watermelon helmet shirt and the Time and Diller podcast shirt. Hey, and if you already got it and you're wearing it, or you got that Tavins bag of bacon, uh, feel free to shoot me a text or an email or a direct message on the Instagrams of you wearing a shirt or eating the bacon or wherever you hanging out at. I might just post it on my Instagram story, show other folks the places this shirt and this bacon can go. Because here's the deal. Uh, this podcast comes out on the Tuesdays. You know about that. If you listen on the Tuesdays, I'll tell you yesterday, which was the Mondays, I went on a Instagram stories posting spree. And I was posting stuff y'all been sending in. 
I mean, from the summer times, uh, so many watermelon helmets, so many different designs of watermelon helmets, people cooling off, people at the beach, people in the yard, people on a bike. I know there's one, one boy on a bike. I don't know how many people was on bikes. Uh, anyways, you get the idea. I got watermelon helmets, people wearing a no-pro hat, or the bink bink hat, early bird gets the perm shirt. All these things, y'all are getting this stuff and taking it all over the place, and I love to see where it ends up. So I posted, I mean, it was like a, a posting spree. Like, there's so many photos up of y'all guys. It was a hoot. I loved it. I hope y'all enjoyed it, too. Keep sending them in. I like to post them. This wasn't just a, a end of the summer kind of posting thing. It's like as, as stuff comes in, I like to share it with everybody uh, where stuff's going and, and how y'all are enjoying these things, too. So that's how it goes. But, I mean, let's just start with this, y'all guys. How are you doing? You know about that? Your week going well? I mean, if you listen on Tuesday, I know your week just started, but let's say since we hadn't really done a podcast, we only do it once a week since last Tuesday to this Tuesday. How you doing? I sure hope it's good. I, I for one, me, myself, I'm doing great. You know the Team Burger Shed, uh, which is the softball team that I play on, sponsored by Bud's Burger Shed, which I love that place. Uh, I love the food. And they got a comfy shirt, too. I wear that to the games. Sometimes I get it dirty with my head first slides. But we ate two and two. We won eight games. We lost two games. We tied two games. How'd you tie two games, Tavern? There ain't no ties in softball. Hey, you playing two teams that's playing that worked hard all day, and they ain't trying to go long on a Thursday night, middle of the work week still. And there's times where we just look at each other and call it and say, yeah, we ain't doing this, you know. Uh, we all done. But uh, we didn't have no games last week. There wasn't no update to give you because the county fair. But this week, we's back at it. So how's the 8-2-2 two, and two Team Burger Shed uh, looking? Well, I do have an update on how the game went this week here shortly. But first, there's something very important that happened in town this week. And you got to be thinking, what a county fair? Uh, I know that happened in your county. What could be bigger than that? Well, that's the county fair. It's hard to really put a, you know, I don't like, uh, let's say, I, I ain't the kind of fella that's going to say, hey, this is better than that kind of thing. I ain't here to say the county bear is so, fair, so awesome or what just what I'm about to tell you happened in town this week is so much more awesome. Uh, you can decide how awesome anything is, but I'm just saying the good times keep on rolling. That's all I'm saying, y'all guys. The good times keep on rolling. So. What happened this week, Tavin? Well, down at the nursing home, they was doing a Pioneer Day event where they bring in a covered wagon. They have crafts and food and a little Pioneer play and residents from the nursing home, they can be into play. So you can imagine what a hoot this is. Now, as the lawns start to die, y'all know I'm a lawn man, Tavin's Lawn Care Services. Folks have been asking me uh, this week on the, on the interwebs, hey, where, where's, where's the Tavin Lawn Care Services t-shirt? And firstly, I need to throttle back, probably. I, I had a couple new shirts come out just here recently. Uh, but maybe, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying this out loud to you for the first time. I ain't said nothing about this on no video or nothing, nowhere. Maybe in time for the Christmases, you know, in a few months. Yeah, we, we might have uh, my uh, Tabin Lawn Care uh, shirts available. 
But that ain't what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is because them lawns are dying and it's getting into the fall times here in a little bit, I'm going to be helping out the nursing home a little more. Now, I volunteered there before, but I think, you know, if if they they got room, I may let them pay me kind of thing because I got to work. That's how that go. You know, that's how that is. So, um, and my gal Cricket, she worked down there. So it, it's always a hoot to see her. So I went down there because I wasn't going to miss Pioneer Day at the nursing home. And if you was in town, you wouldn't want to miss it neither. Well, this was right up Doreen Fundle's alley. You know, she a resident of the nursing home. And when she hears she get to act in a play or, you know, be on stage or be in the spotlight, hey, count her in. At Christmas time, she dressed up like Santa Claus and insisted that she was Sandy, so she didn't really play the part. Like, nobody asked her to. They wasn't even having a play down there she supposed to be in. She just decided to dress up and say, that's who I am kind of thing. Only the thing is, you know, you hear about them actors who make big demands on set of things got to be and all that. Like, I need it exactly like this. I need a certain food or a certain temperature or a certain clothing, whatever it is, you know, just big demands. Well, Doreen said, I'll be a pioneer lady in the play, but the fish comes with me firstly nobody asked Doreen to be a pioneer lady that was not an offer that was on the table and b why can't she just leave her fish in her room i mean the performance is in the mess hall at the nursing home and her fish is captain thunderboots that's what she named it the first one died she got another one named it the same thing she loved that goldfish her son tried his wife, Sweet Wilma. They were worried about her getting a new one since she had such a hard time getting over that last one. But here we are. You go to Doreen's uh, room at the nursing home. You're going to see Captain Thunderboots there on a little shelf, like on top of that dresser thing. Uh, and he's happy there swimming around, so I guess he like it. And he don't seem to hate his name. But if a goldfish did hate their name, how was they going to tell you anyhow? I don't know. Pioneer days at the nursing home. And Doreen Fundle was asked to be a school marm in the classroom scene. That's what she was offered. You the school marm. She's gonna need to wear like a prairie dress and a bonnet and ride on a chalkboard. Well, she said she need to have Captain Thunderboots on her school desk and she wanted to write him into the scene. Now, if you ain't an actors or you ain't been in a movies or a theater plays or nothing, if you write yourself in, you're asking them to write something to, to, to where he gonna be in the scene. Write me into that scene. Make sure Captain Thunderboots is in that scene with me. Like, like she's asking him to do. Like, seriously, Doreen? This ain't like a writing session where they're asking for input into the whole story and the whole process. It's more like, put on this bonnet, hold a piece of chalk, and say something like, Welcome, class. And you're done. You know, that's all they really asking. Well, then Jerry Don Farnhart, he reads the narration. But Doreen had other plans. I mean, other plans. She wanted a green room to relax in. You know about them? That's like the room they set aside for the star to relax in before the show, like a, a band at a concert or actor to play or a late night guest on a TV show like Attaway. Well, they gave Doreen a folding chair by the ice machine in the mess hall. That's how that green room went. She wanted a craft service table where they need to lay out food for the actors. They gave her a bag of peanut M&M's. I had a bag of Metabin's bacon, but I didn't think about sharing it. I thought about not sharing it because I just didn't know. Doreen stick her hand in something once and then it go in her mouth. I don't want that hand going back in that bag of bacon is what I was thinking. I just didn't even want to bring it up that I had any there. And she wanted the temperature turned up to 87 degrees in the mess hall where the performance was going to be. And they left it at 74 degrees though. So that's how that went. Doreen kind of let stardom go to her head 
But truth be told, Doreen makes some demands anyway, even if she wasn't in a play. So it didn't have nothing to do with stardom, best I can say. It's just Doreen being Doreen. And it wasn't like she'd a star of the show. You know, it ain't a big show. They figured since it was after lunch and some folks want naps, they might have about 27 folks in there. Something like that. So I told Cricket I'd bring down some food from the burger shed for me and her, and we'd watch the Pioneer Day performance narrated by Jerry Don Farnhart and acted out by the nursing home residents. So I had some burger shed food. I had a Tavins bag of bacon. I was going to leave that there for Cricket to have behind the desk there at the nursing home so she could snack on it when she wanted to. Well, we settled in, and Jerry Don says something like, The prairie was dry, a dusty place at times. That's what he said, like that away. And old Dewey Morton and Vera Gregory, they enter that scene after Jerry Don tells everybody that the prairie was a dry, dusty place at times. Vera's in a wheelchair, but she can push herself like she got the strength in her arms, and she got a bonnet on, and Dewey got on a gardener hat with a brim all the way around it and a white button-up tucked-in shirt into a pair of blue jeans for some reason, and he's holding a broom. So imagine, if you will, Dewey holding a broom, tucked-in shirt, blue jeans, gardener cap, Vera Gregory, uh, she in a wheelchair, and uh, she got on a bonnet. I don't know if that was the plan, like uh, with the broom and everything, or if it was just like a last-minute prop decision, but he walked in, and Vera put her hand above her eyebrows, you know, like when you're trying to keep the sun out, like Vera doing one of them, you know, and then she say, it sure is dry and dusty. And then Dewey turns to her, and he says, what? And then she just say it again. She said, it sure is dry and dusty. She just repeat her line because I guess that's her only line. That's the only thing she got to say, I guess. So she just say it again. And then Dewey just say, you did. Well, Cricket set her burger down. She make her way to the front and she get on her knees like she going to feed Dewey his line. You know how like in school plays and there's the lady, them teachers are down on their knees in the front row so, the, so they ain't blocking the view of the parents and then they whisper and stuff to them little kids. Well, that's what Cricket's doing now. She down there, she got, she don't, she ain't got her burger. It's set on the table where I was sitting with her, you know, in the mess hall and she down there trying to tell. So she kind of mouthing his line to him, which was something like, but the journey will be worth it. So imagine, you know, Cricket's down there. She got her hands on, on the side of her face, how you kind of trying to, like, like, call to somebody. Like, but the journey will be worth it. Well, Dewey sees Cricket, and he squints at her with his little eyes, and he lean into her, and he say, what? So Cricket says, but it will be worth it. You know, a little louder, you know, because he wasn't hearing her. That's why he's saying what? Dewey shakes his head, and then he kind of swipes at Cricket with his broom. Just take a swing at her. And then he just say, watch out for the bears. And Dewey try to smack Cricket with that broom. Well, Cricket catch that broom. But she don't yank it away from him because she know that Dewey got a pretty good grip on it. And she's liable to pull him over. And that would not be good. So she protecting herself, but she protecting Dewey because she didn't yank that broom. You know, because he would have come head over heels right, right down in the middle of that mess hall. So she wiggled that broom free out of his little hands, his little, little knuckles clenched around it, and Cricket just goes sit back down next to me holding that broom. So the broom is out of the picture now. That ain't part of the play. It wasn't ever supposed to be part of the play. So here's Vera. She keeps wheeling herself across the front of the stage. It ain't really a stage. It's just in front of everybody. It ain't no higher than anybody else in, in the thing. It ain't like a, a riser or nothing like that. And Dewey starts to follow, follow Vera off the, quote, stage. It's in quotes because, like I said, it ain't stage. They just standing at the front of the mess hall. And I guess Dewey is tired or something. But he, so he get in front of Vera, and then he, he sit down in 
her lap. Well, Vera was doing fine wheeling herself, but once Dewey hopped on a wheelchair wagon, that thing stopped. Too much, Vera yelled. Well, Jerry Don can see that their part in the play is over, and he ain't got to wait to see what they about to improv. You know, he got to keep going. And there's uh, there's old, you know, Dewey Morton sitting in the lap of Vera Gregory. She got on a bonnet, he got on a gardener hat, and they, in a wagon, wheelchair, going across the prairie, and Vera's yelling too much because uh, old Dewey sat in her lap and uh, a full-grown man. So Jerry Don just chimes in and he says, and yes, there were days on the prairie that seemed like too much. And good on you, Jerry Don, you know, thinking of that off the top of his head. Uh, so Cricket, she's hopped back up at this point. She still ain't done with her burger yet, but she got to make sure Dewey can get up. While Jerry Don's over there saying that thing, though, Cricket, she got Dewey up onto his feet, and Vera starts scooting away because now she got the strength because she don't got the weight of Jer uh, a Dewey in her wheelchair, you know. So she's scooting. By this time, a couple of folks that were in the crowd, you know, in the mess hall, they fall asleep. A couple of them got up and walked back to their room. So you can see it in your mind's eye, right? A little bit of chaos at the front, you know, Cricket getting Dewey off the wheelchair. The beer's already sitting in. A couple of people fall asleep. A couple of people wandered back to their room or down the hallways in the nursing home. That's how this is going. Vera kept going. She's supposed to be in another scene later, but she just kept going all the way out of the mess hall, too. She's done. Uh, she, kept a, she kept a bonnet on. Well, about that time, it was Doreen's big moment. Doreen Fundo. Remember, she's a school marm. She's in that little folding chair, you know, that was her green room next to the ice machine. And Belinda, she's Rusty Tidwell's wife's best friend. She works there, too. Kind of gave her the cue to go on up. You know, get that piece of chalk. And she just got to say something like, welcome, class. You know, she dressed like the school mom. She got that piece of chalk. She's standing in front of everybody. And she just say, welcome, class. You know, that's what. Well, I seen Doreen drop that bonnet off her head. And she grabbed a cowboy hat that she had. She had it like hidden underneath that folding chair. It was just sitting underneath that thing. And she put that thing on and get in front of everybody. And she say, this is a hold up. Then she do her fingers like little pistols. You know how folks do that? Then she don't really hold anybody up. Uh, she just goes into how great thou art. You know that hymn, How Great Thou Art? But she don't finish the first verse when she decided to transition over to November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Doreen loves songs about water. And then she finally, finally starts to beatbox, which basically sounded like spitting the way she'd do it. But she woke up Elmore Fisdale on the front row who'd fall to sleep with a little shower. So Elmore's waking up to Doreen spit just... Steady hitting him in the face. Well, Belinda tried to rein in Doreen. Good luck. She handed her that bonnet, and Doreen throwed it on the ground and said, I'll make it to Amarillo by morning. My goodness. And she stormed right off. Never did she say her line, but I think we was all fine with that because she wasn't up there anymore taking the whole thing sideways. I guess the good news is that she didn't have Captain Thunderboots with her out there. But that might be the reason she went sideways because she didn't have her fish into play. I don't know, you know, if she's doing like a like a actor's tantrum because they didn't get everything they wanted. But uh, again, I'm saying it could just be Doreen being Doreen. What I know about Doreen, she used to be Doreen. She wasn't being Doreen the actor, the you know, the the prima donna, whatever they call it. She'd be just being Doreen. But it's also a lot to transport a fish just so it can sit on a table. You know, they finally got through the Pioneer Days play. And Cricket finally got through that burger shed lunch I brought her. And she's back to work, and so was I. I had to go. She said she'd see me at the Bills tonight because Mary Beth Tucker needed some help. Wait a minute. Cricket, did you say Mary Beth Tucker needs some help? 
I didn't even want to ask. Because truth be told, if you just bring in a cash box and the key to the concession stand like you're supposed to, uh, there ain't nothing else. Like the city deliver the ice chest with the sodies in it, uh, the ice for the snow cones, the syrups. Uh, I think they might even leave them snow, the syrups in there. And then they bring the hot dogs. They all warmed up and everything. And you just got to basically sell it. Sell them things they already got. All I know is that if you're just doing something normal and just keeping a simple menu, you ain't got to ask for help with the concession stand down at them softball fields. I figured I'd find out at the game. And, buddy, did I ever. As you may know, Team Burger Shed's putting together a pretty good season. The Way Bud's put together a pretty good burger down at the Burger Shed. I mean, we ate two and two, like I told you, heading into this week's game. Now, because of the county fair, we didn't have no game last week, and now we all ready to get back at it. Well, I'm leaning my bike against the back of the chain link dugout where I all of a sudden I see Mary Beth Tucker with a wagon coming out the parking lot toward a concession stand. So imagine if you will, here I am, I got my bike. There's the chain link dugout fence. I'm leaning it against it. I look over my right shoulder to the parking lot back out of way and I see Mary Beth Tucker. Now what I see Mary Beth Tucker is her little chubby hand holding on steady gripping the handle of a wagon. It's one of them like fabric wagons that fold up but then they fold out and uh, folks take them to soccer games, they take them to softball games and apparently they take them to concession stands. Well, she got that steady packed. I was like, a one wagon? What do you need a whole wagon for? But wait. Then I see behind her Myron Curtis with another wagon. Are you kidding me? Two full wagons full of what, Mary Beth, that you are taking a concession stand? This ain't like a one-week fiesta. This is Thursday nights at the softball fields. Well... Then I see behind Myron Curtis, Cricket. You know what she got? That's right. A third wagon. Oh, no, you got to be kidding me. Well, you may be asking, I know I was, what is in the wagons? And by wagons, I mean three full-size adult-growed wagons. This wasn't something that your kid would pull a baby doll in. Oh, no. This is something you could haul mulch in if you needed to. What in the world do you have going on that requires three wagons for the softball field concession stand, Mary Beth? You know, that's what I'm thinking. Well, if only it was one thing. Like, I brought three times as many hot dogs because we're doing two for one night or something like that. You know, that makes sense. If only. I wish. But no, it can't be that simple, y'all guys. And I'll tell you right now, it wasn't that simple at all. Wagon number one. Three one-gallon containers of vanilla ice cream, along with the caramel, the chocolate, strawberry toppings. Mary Beth is doing an ice cream sundae bar right at the concession stand. That's not what concession stands are about, y'all guys. The way I see it, it's something you hand to somebody. A hot dog, a soda, an ice cream bar that's already in a wrapper. You might do that, but you ain't doing all this. But if you Mary Beth... You sure is. I can give you one reason off the top of my head why you don't do this. Ice cream melts. And B, when somebody is standing with a bowl of ice cream at the counter where you order and adding all day toppings to the sundae, everybody else is waiting in line behind them. Just waiting. It ain't going to work. That's bad, Tavin. Can't get worse than that. Oh, no. 
wagon number two. Naked cupcakes that you can decorate, icing, sprinkles, candies to stick on top. Where are you going to put that station, Mary Beth? She out in on the concession stand counter, just right out there on the counter next to the Sunday bar. She's spreading out naked cupcakes with these sprinkles and candies and things to stick on tops. So, I mean, that's the whole counter right there, y'all guys. Where's somebody going to come up, put their elbows, and place their money and get what they buying? It's all turned into a buffet little bar up there. There ain't no room. But ain't there a third wagon tavern? I mean, if there ain't no room, I mean, how's that going to go? Well, firstly, let me tell you, yeah, there, there sure is a third wagon. And what's in that wagon? Well, in that wagon, y'all guys, was all the makings for a pasta bar. That's right, different kind of noodles and toppings like chicken, mater sauce, meat sauce, Fredo sauce. What in the world, Mary Beth? What in the world? So here she is, and Cricket's trying to help her get all set up, but it's packed. That little ledge is doing all it can. Cricket had to pull a wagon to the front of the concession stand to hold all them pasta toppings, so it's off to the side in a wagon out front. So if you got a pasta bowl, I can't believe I'm even saying this right now, y'all guys. A pasta bowl at the concession stand. So if you got a pasta bowl at the softball field concession stand, you'd bend down into that third little wagon and scoop your topping on. Whatever kind of sauce you want, that kind of thing. What in the world, Mary Beth? Now y'all know that I have really tried to not let the concession stand circus get to me throughout the softball season. But sometimes it ain't easy. And tonight was one of them nights. I mean, it was full throttle, three ring, line taming circus over there. You know, bringing all that stuff ain't cheap. And Mary Beth ain't about to give it away. So she's charging $7 a pasta bowl, $3 a Sunday. Don't she know you can get a Sunday cheaper than that at the McDonald's? Assuming the ice cream machine works, which is a pretty big gamble. I understand that. Cupcakes was $3 too. Now, there was a line. People get interested in these kind of things. The lines do form, but then there's some confusion. Folks thought it'd be cheaper. While Justine Dunlap's trying to order, her little kid, little baby girl, she like three years old, I guess she's steady eating chicken out the pasta topping wagon because it's like just her height. So there's a wet toddler fingers all up in that chicken bowl, but she left a treat for everybody else. She dumped a styrofoam cup full of soggy Cheerios in that bowl where the chicken was. It wasn't soggy because it's been in milk like a lot of cereal is. Oh no, it's soggy from a little gal's wet fingers. Well, how long does it take to knock over a bowl of sprinkles on a cramped concession stand counter, you might ask? Not long at all. And then our game, it's about to start, and I'm all wor worked up over there, over that concession stand circus, Team Burger Shed. We go to take the field, and we can't find Myron Curtis. We're looking everywhere for him, but he ain't nowhere to be found. Turns out Mary Beth needed to circle to the front of the concession stand to figure out the pasta topping wagon that went sideways so quick, and Cricket's rearranging the Sunday toppings while that ice cream melts. Mary Beth didn't bring no freezer or ice chest for it, nothing. I don't know if she thought it'd sell out so quick she didn't need it or what, but you can only move folks through a line so fast, especially the way she had that thing set up. So... Long story, a little bit longer, Myron Curtis hopped behind the counter to help Mary Beth, who's circling around the front to figure out the soggy pasta top and cherry old wagon train, all while Cricket's trying to run damage control on the ice cream sundae folks, and don't even get me started on the cupcake station. Saying station ain't even the right word, because that makes it sound like, oh, this is right here, and that's over there, and that other thing's over there. No, it's all right here on top of that little concession stand ledge. There ain't a lot of room inside the concession stand, and Myron take up a goodly amount of room with his girth and husky frame, so he liable to get wedged in there. Now, he don't get stuck. 
because you're probably thinking, I know where this is going. Myron's going to get stuck in that concession stand. It'd almost be better if he did get stuck because I'm telling you right now, Myron was like a bull in a china shop. Firstly, he needed to be on the field with his team, Team Burger Shed. We got a softball game to play over here, y'all guys. And B, he don't need to be spinning in circles inside that little stand. Well, he bent out to get the cash box in there, and his head hit the hot fudge jar. You know them glass jars. Lid was off. A little plastic spoon in there to scoop it on the ice cream. Well, there go the hot fudge, and Cricket tried to catch it. And you know when somebody see they did something wrong, and they want to correct it real quick, and so they make another fast move to fix whatever they just did wrong? Well, Myron reached for the fudge jar, but Cricket done nabbed it. She don't need his help with that. Well, while he's reaching for that, he smacked a whole Tupperware container and naked cupcakes, and they victims of gravity so quick. Hello, ground. Goodbye, cupcakes. That's how that went. You ain't selling them, Mary Beth. Maybe you can give them away, but ain't no way you're going to sell them dirty rascals. Delma Spencer sniffed out the food with one of her kiddos, and that kid reached up to the counter, little Paul, right in a tub of ice cream. Pulled the whole thing down on his head. Myron seen that happen and reached for the ice cream while Delma had leaned down to lick the caramel off the side of the jar, and Myron smacks her in the face reaching for the ice cream tub that was gone. It's gone, y'all. The toddler was screaming, cold, sticky, it was dark because that tub covered its little wild eyes and Russell Tucker had a whistle with him and he blowed it from the field and hollered, Myron! Cricket seen the writing on the wall, so instead of trying to save Mary Beth's nightmare, she started throwing away the stuff that was on the ground. Delma got the ice cream tub off her kid's head and wanted to keep that tub and what was left in it, so Mary Beth and Cricket said, fine, Delma, it's just going to go in the trash anyway. Who wants ice cream with hair in it? Apparently Delma Spencer. It's her own kid's hair, but still. And Delma, she know how to get free ice cream. For years, she had her kids throwing their little stubby, bloody teeth in the freezer section of Rickard's grocery store because she told them the tooth fairy lived there. Kevin Rickard, he found all them teeth back in that freezer section. He gave her free ice cream to stop doing that. I don't think that was a lesson Delma needed to learn. But anyhow, now she has some hairy ice cream and a sticky toddler to head home with. It's not like Delma was there to watch softball. Let's be honest. She's just looking for what she could get into. And to add insult... To injury, Mary Beth didn't bring no hot dogs because she didn't think she'd need them. Really, Mary Beth? And the city, she called it off. The city said we'd bring them, and she said, we don't need them. I got a very special night planned. You needed them more than you ever did tonight. Some folks, they don't eat before they get to the fields because they know they can get a little supper at the concession stand. Well, forget about it. Not today. Not unless you want a dry bowl of pasta with no toppings or sauce or maybe some cupcake icing by itself because there ain't no cupcakes. And Mary Beth only brought two snow cone flavors because she figured everybody wanted want a sundae. And everybody did want a sundae, but turns out nobody wants it with melted ice cream. That concession stand had to be stickier than a toddler with a blow pop at a peach farm. I mean, you probably feel your shoes sticking to the grass all around that stand. But guess what? We had a game to play anyway, and we played hard. I played annoyed, truth be told. I can't handle Mary Beth's concession stand mishaps. Myron played sticky, smelled like a banana split, and there weren't even nanners over there. I don't even know how that happened. You may know we's 8-2-2, two, and two, and thanks to Donnie Wayne Chambliss, Ricky Don Pearson, and Russell Tucker himself, Team Burgershed leaned heavy into this second half of our season tonight with a nine-run game to a five-run game over Dud's Tracker Supply. We beat Dud's Tracker Supply 9-5. to five. I only got on base once, and that was the fourth inning when I stole first base, and they caught it back, so I just waited, and he walked me. Their pitcher, Gilbert Phillips, he was off tonight. You might remember Gilbert. He's back in town. He moved away for a while, known for beating up an adult bull moose. He's Chlorine Phillips' son. He's a backup catcher at junior college at one point. Anyhow, I drew the walk, 
Uh, I drew the walk in the game, but didn't have no time to still second that inning because Ricky Don Pearson cranked the dinger to left field. I mean, Ricky Don making it happen. He volunteer fireman. So you're probably saying in another win, and y'all got free snow cones, I guess, Tavin. Well, here's the deal, y'all guys. The concession stand was gross tonight. 100% gross. Mary Beth brought two flavors for the snow cones. Coconut and dill pickle. What in the world, Mary Beth? What happened to grape and cherry? I mean, if you're going to bring two, bring the standards. So I went to the burger shed. Cricket was exhausted and just a mess after that game. They ended up closing the concession stand early. Mary Beth took those three wagons home, and we told her not to bring them back. You might forget that Russell Tucker is her older brother, and it ain't like he's ashamed, but it ain't like he's always leading with that neither. He ain't saying, hey, I'm Russell Tucker, Mary Beth Tucker's older brother. He agreed with me, though, and he said, Mary Beth, if you're going to bring something new, just try one thing at a time kind of thing. So it might have not always felt like the best night ever down at the softball fields, but in the end, Team Burger Shed, we 9-2-2. Two, and two. Woohoo! That's some good news. So all in all, it happened. The nursing home play, the softball game, it all got done. Speaking of getting it done, please check out them show notes for that bacon. You got the new shirts, watermelon helmet. We got kid sizes in that shirt too. Tab Diller podcast shirt. All them kind of things. Heading into fall. It's a hoot of a time. I'll also put the, how you can pitch in on Patreon. That's uh, all the folks that are helping Chancellor Park grow. Appreciate you there. Uh, we got another fishing tournament coming up in town in a couple of weeks. You know, we had one in the spring. More on that soon. You'll also see my number and my email to reach out out of way in the show notes if you want to holler at me. <clears throat> so I guess that's where we at today, y'all guys. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Tavern Dillard Podcast. It's like a radio show. And thanks for writing it and sharing it. It's like a wonderful ice cream sundae. Well, that ain't melted, I mean. And hey, if you ain't brought your own cowboy hat to Pioneer Days Nursing Home Play and refused to say your lines and then throwed your bonnet on the ground, you're having a pretty good week. Until next time, y'all guys, I'm Tavin Dillard. We'll see you later. <laughs>